0: welcome to grit grace and glitz i'm your host erica rothenberger and i'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty how to give yourself the grace that you deserve and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way are you ready to unlock your potential let's do this to welcome you back to another episode of Grit, Grace, and Glitz. Guys, just so we remember, this is where we get gritty, where we give ourselves the grace that we know we need and deserve and everyone else that's in our life. But most importantly, we celebrate the glitz, the things that we're doing each and every day to next level our life. And let me tell you, you are in for such a phenomenal treat today. This woman that is coming on live with us today is someone that I admire, I watch. I want to like be more like, and she's just always moving and shaking and just one of those women that just puts so much light into the universe. And I know it comes back to her tenfold because of it. So with that being said, without further ado, I am so excited to welcome Kim Fitzpatrick to our podcast today. Welcome to Grit Grace and Glitz, Kim.
1: Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Erica. I'm excited to be here. I am, you know, it's never lost on me when someone asks, would you be a guest on my podcast? I'm like, absolutely, let's make it happen, you know, because it's an honor, it's an honor to be able to speak to your audience, it's an honor to be able to connect in with you and drop in with you. Um, I admire you so much too, I have we've I think we've always been fan of, fans of each other, um, you know, like I will say, Erica's got me looking super cute in some of my speaking engagements, I'm like, what is that link, where is that from? So, um, feeling is mutual, I'm really honored to be here, thank you so much. Absolutely. And I always say, you
0: know, like we all have like our little like Instagram, like girl crushes. So it's always fun to be able to like resonate off each other. And you're feeling, you know, you're having one of those down days or you, you know, check out something else that someone else is doing. And really, that's a, such a beautiful part of social media. So, Kim, I'll go through your entire bio because you have so many things that I want to share with all of our listeners. But before we even start, I would love to start out with a question that I think is so important. It's giving compliments. What is the best, compliment. You can give yourself
1: every day. How do you start out your day like that? Okay. So, okay. It's, this is what I do. So when I start my day out, you know, it's not a compliment, but it is a, it is a reminder. So I have a picture of myself in my little brownie outfit on my mirror in my bedroom. And every morning when I wake up, I go and I look at seven-year-old me and I tell myself, Hey, I'm here. Your wise woman is here. And you can go play today. And and I've got you and you're safe and you're held and you're loved. And and we're gonna have a great day today.
0: Wow, wait, you're seven. You were seven years old in this picture. And every morning you look at it.
1: Yeah, so I love that. yeah, I think for me when I was seven years old was a really hard time in my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, like we all go back to our trauma or our childhood stuff like there's a big I mean, we're getting more than 20 minutes if we really want to get into it. But there's a big history why I do that for my seven year old. So those that are listening that are part of the club that I'm in, you know, who lost a mama, who's dealt with grief, who's pulled herself through a lot of stuff. Uh, you'll know what I mean when I talk to my seven year old me.
0: Absolutely. And I love that. I love that. So like find that pocket of your life. And it's funny because those pockets of our life, when I talk to all the podcasts, you know, um, you know uh, entrepreneurs and people that have been on my show and it's really when you get dig dig deep and you realize where they've been in the platform those are some of the most successful people because they've used that that grit to really turn it into glory and you certainly are a reflection of that but with Kim is a mom of just two absolutely incredible humans if you don't follow Kim on social media you need to um Colby and Tessa and a dog to Clemmy she's a wife An entrepreneur, author, a motivational speaker, a life leadership coach. I'm going to run out of air here. And a podcast host to the Fitz Life Unfiltered Show, which I just absolutely adore. Um, And a morning routine lover. She is the founder of two thriving businesses. Fitz life is a social media company where she engages people in coaching and health and wellness and business like building businesses globally. She really um Legacy by Kim is her boutique lifestyle brand providing products and resources that really help elevate uh your life in all aspects. Um but it's crazy she's a registered recreational therapeutic specialist. Um, and just been involved in so many different things. And she just really has left such a legacy and leadership and wellness and, um, her e-commerce business and everything that she's doing but again check out the show notes make sure you connect with Kim she's so fun to watch on social media she's a mover and a shaker and making big things happen every day and Kim that kind of leads me into your next question you know people see you on social media they see this glamorous life and your you know amazing husband and your two beautiful kids and the dog and everything short I don't know if you have a white picket fence I've never seen it in any of your stories but everything's short of the white picket fence but what's the you feel like people might misunderstand about you that they may not know about you or maybe they don't see all the time on social media. And I know you're really raw and real with people, but I'm sure there's something people don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a loaded, a beautifully loaded question. <laughs> I think I think a lot of times I'm misunderstood as being overly happy. Um, I am like the character Robin Williams played in Patch Adams in real life. And I am excessively happy, like I am excessively happy. Um, But one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is I also have, you know, deep lows. And, you know, my lows are more lows that are rooted in grief. And they're lows that are rooted in grieving the relationships that I wish I had with a mom And with my mom who passed away, my mom gave me her life truly Mm -hmm. Um, was a little girl, or when I was in utero, my mom's cancer came back and she made a choice um, to keep me versus having her cancer treatment. And my mom um, never didn't come out of the hospital after she gave birth to me and she passed 11 months later. So for me, those that probably don't misunderstand my zest I have for life or this passion that I have, or my relentless pursuit of peace, it's because I have two legacies to live. Mm. I'm living my mom's life and I'm living my life. And it's an honor. And I truly believe that I am on this earth for a far bigger purpose. And, you know, I just really don't have patience for people that aren't committed to growth and healing because they're missing out on everything.
0: Right. And I, I I love that that you're living two legacies and you'd really do, and you decide that like life can be so short, as you saw with your own mom. Like, and what a beautiful beautiful legacy she was willing to leave you. Um, and what a bright light. And I truly believe that the universe gave you all this extra human power to be able to go out there and shed it to everyone else. And she's certainly watching down from above, like cheering you on so loud because of that. And I know you've had, you know, other things that you've shared trials and tribulations. I know, you know, when your husband was in the hospital and you know what I mean, you've dealt with some, some massive, you know, punches. And it seems like everything you've used is you've cut through, through it with resilience and it's not means it's, it hasn't been easy. Um, And I love that you're being so real with everyone. Cause I think people watch you in including myself and like oh everything has to be so great and wonderful and all the time and it's not it's okay and that's really what you know that adversity is really what cuts ourselves to make us more resilient for the next thing that could in fact happen cuz let's face it inevitably so it may um so i love 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 that what's everyone in your industry should stop or start doing and maybe talk a little bit about your industry. I mean, obviously on the wellness side and you have your boutique brand and, you know, whatever industry you feel like talking about, you know, what do do you think is some misnomers out there?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, I'm a, I'm actually, I'm a gerontologist by designation. So I actually started my career in the, in the scene, the world of senior living, um, which I love. It's the study of aging. I'm fascinated by it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a data geek. I'm a research lover. Um, I'm so into that. I think one of the things, you know, so I've been in direct sales for nine years. i um, also am a small business owner. Um, I'm a certified executive business and life coach and leadership success growth coach um, as well. And I think so my, uh, my advice, if it will, if you will, is more like what I think people should start doing. And then I have something that I think people could maybe think about stop doing. So number one is the start doing. Uh, so first, I'm going to say the stop doing. So I think a lot of people in this business think that there's a fast way to success, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do what she's doing. I'm gonna edify what she's doing. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know like you've got your morning routine, I've got my morning routine. You know, successful people typically have morning routines. They've got systems in place. And what I find a lot of people do is they try to latch on to, to people that have shown that they're successful, whatever you deem successful to be, because that's so unique to each of us. And they will adopt the, the, like the, the, the plan, I'm going to do what you do, but you don't adopt the behaviors because there are behaviors that come with the success. And so that's the first thing I would suggest. Number one is I think a lot of people cling on to, if I If I, so they edify, they, they, they love, they like are like, oh my God, if I could just be more like them. But what I would, I think is a really important um, disclaimer is instead it should be like, does that feel in alignment with your values? Mm -hmm. Does that feel in alignment with your own mission? Does it feel in alignment with what you want to do in your life? Because what I, the way I work will be what 99, 97% of people will never do what I do. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just don't mean that. It's just, I we there are people that are cut from different cloths and there are people that work different. I'm a trauma. I am. Tra- the reason why I work so hard is because of my trauma. And so no, 99% of you will never work hard because you don't think you're worth it. Mm-hmm. I, like that's where my work ethic comes from, which is I'm working on it guys. The day that I take a rest day, you should just congratulate me. Like, this is big things. So, so right. Like you might see my definition of success. See Kim's working so hard. She's killing it. She's Yeah. But with that comes a a cost to everything. So, you know, being brave is expensive. Healing is expensive. You know, investing your time is expensive, but so is trying to be like everyone else when it's not you it's your fastest way to burn out it's your fastest way to burn out so what I think people should start doing is tap tap into who they are you know what's your offer what are you most passionate about what's your solution what's your vision what's your mission stop looking at what other people are doing and really drop into your own heart so it feels an off- in in often it feels authentic to you which then will be authentic to who you're talking to on social media or in real life because you can spot someone that is fabricating something from a mile away. So the more sanction you are to you, the better it is, the less you compare, the more I feel like you'll be successful. Mm. Amen.
0: I mean, drop the mic. I think we could probably just end the podcast right there. But I appreciate really two things that you, I appreciate everything you just said, but two things particularly. And, you know, I always say, listen, my heartache and my trauma comes and my vice is working, right? Like, I, my husband always says, like, my, the only time I ever saw you like actually rest was probably the first like three months when you were pregnant with both of our kids, right? Like, that you were actually tired and like slept for more than, you know, a few hours here and there. And it's like, one of those things, and like you said, though it it really can be, it, it can be a curse and a blessing, right? Like people like, oh, that she works so hard and she's constantly going and this and then some days I'm like, I wish I could just be like, I'm gonna blow all caution to the wind, and it becomes so. You know, I think people, um, especially in America, like we edify it and we say oh it's so amazing when someone's a hard worker but sometimes we have to think about hey listen the the price it can pay too on on your side so and really being your true self like it's just so critically important to be authentic to you um sometimes easier said than done but when you find that it unlocks such magic and it's crazy what what will explode in front of you all right can- Kim so oh go ahead
1: No, I was just going to say, like, I think, you know, one of the things I love to share when someone's like, but how do I find out what, who I am authentically? Like, you know, I think what you said is once you find that it'll unlock that. But, you know, for those that are listening, you know, I just want to just dive in a little bit on that is just to remind you that it takes time to find out who you, you know, who we are, but more importantly, I would focus on who do you want to become? because I find, you know, who we are right now is, is, is a patchwork quilt of a lot of people's opinions, idea, ideations, the way you were raised, the way you were controlled, whatever that is. So you figuring out who you are, maybe laced with all those things. And I have a, a thread and needle actually as one of my tattoos on my arms. It's like, you have to unstitch everybody else's perceptions and everybody else's opinions and lean into what feels really great to you. And I think that's, that's, Something like I actually visualize, like visualize cutting off like a sleeve, like the sleeve of your jacket, or taking off a jacket. Like close your eyes, put on some cool music, like just some focus music. I always listen to Deep Focus when I'm working because it just keeps me so organized and dropped in. I'm like my my kids are like, oh, mom's working because it sounds like a funeral home coming out of the. It's like this, like anyway. Um, but if you put on some deep you focus music and just think about what do you need to take off. What opinion do you need to take off? What, what, what voice do you what voice are you listening to that you're not enough? What what is that? Is that from your past? Is that from a past partner? Is that from a, a parent? Is that from whatever? And then once you've done that exercise, physically watch yourself removing that. Then you can ask yourself, what do I want? What lights me up? What makes me feel connected to myself? What brings me joy? And that's how I start figuring out where I want to grow based from my essence and what I'm asking for.
0: Right, And I think it's really important to like tell the listeners too, this is not something that like you do once and you're like, oh, got the script, right? Like the script changes, the pages Mm. change, the chapter gets renamed, like you add one, you delete one. And I always have to remind myself of that. Like, I'm like, oh, this is the path I'm going to take. And usually the, you know, I go through my goals and I reassess them, but there's a lot of times that certain goals they've changed and I need to actually take them off. And mm-hmm. like, I'm one of those people, well, I made it a goal, so I got to do it. And sometimes it's just, it's not fitting where I need it to fit or I try it and it's not working out. So I think it's a really important reminder to all of our listeners today to, to, it's a continuous process. It's a continuous assessment. It's not a one and done and put a pretty bow around it. Um, and when you're, when you're okay with that, that's when, when you can really start like sharpening the pencil, um, and really seeing the true magic, you know, start to happen with yourself. But as Kim said, it takes time. It takes consistency and it's not a formula, right? It's a journey. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) Love that distinction. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you talked about what you wanted to be when you grew up. Was it always like, like studying aging or was it, was there something else? Like when you were a little girl?
1: So the funny thing is, is that I wanted to be a camp counselor for the rest of my life. You're such a good camp counselor. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of a camp counselor. I was like at camp last weekend, we did this huge girls gone camping retreat. I was one of the instructors. I'm at camp. I'm sitting there and I'm like, my dreams have come true. Like, I love it. This is what I want to do. And I, when I say camp counselor, it's like, yeah, like I'm now hosting retreats. Like I've got my first one in Costa Rica in January. Like I'm doing a lot more, you know, uh, big coaching. Like, yes, I can help you build a business. Yes. I can do all these things, but like, what do you, what makes you play? Like, that's also in my essence, right? Like, so it's literally what I thought. I was going to be a camp counselor. It pulled me into the realm of gerontology. Actually seniors, I found more fun than, than kids do not make me can't be a camp counselor. I don't want to be a camp counselor for kids. I want to be camp counselor with adults and we have like fun. And like, that is why I would say like my, I have a, a client group. My wellness group is like my life and my heartbeat of my business, because it's like how can I help you have fun with falling in love with leading yourself first, your vision work, your heart work, your journaling, your, your nutrition, your like, I want to make it fun because if it's not fun, it's daunting. And if it's daunting, you won't do it. So, no. so it's like that. So that is what I want it to be. It feels like I'm, you know, real life. Like I, and I just like want to stay humble, Erica, to be honest, like we've all had our own successes, but I would say that like honestly I think my my biggest purpose is to serve people and mm-hmm. is just help them to know that there is more to their life than sitting in their past and you know it's really really fun so that's that's my answer get her a whistle and a clipboard like watch
0: out Here we come <laughs> I mean I do have my
1: clipboard no <laughs> I'm sure
0: you do. And I'm sure you have a whistle somewhere in there. I don't, but but I
1: do. We're going to
0: get you a special whistle, like a bright pink blingy one um, with like some sparkles on it. But I can totally, I I totally agree with that. Like, and I think at the end of the day, if you really look at what what a camp counselor is, you know, duties are per se, or what their motivation is. It's really bringing people together and showing them how to have fun and showing them how, listen, be doing that activity by yourself. Isn't that much fun, but when you bring everyone together, what truly can happen, um, you know, at that, you know, at those pivotal moments. So uh, Kim, second, last question for you. So Self-care, self-love, I know you make sure that's a big priority of yours, but, you know, and maybe you could talk a little bit about what you do, but really for someone that's listening, who's like, okay, that sounds great. Everyone tells me I'm supposed to do self-love and self-care, but how do I really put it into play? What kind of advice do you give to people?
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. I love this question, Erica. It's really good. So, all right, everyone, are you listening? Here's what I need to tell you. Number one, what someone else does for their morning routine and their self-care and their self love doesn't mean we'll work for you. So, okay, that's number one. Um, If you are a brand new mom, you don't have a morning routine. You have a newborn child and your biggest responsibility is keeping the baby alive and keeping you alive. So we'll work on routines later, but right now that's not for you. So this is going to be for someone that is wanting to establish a routine. They have somewhat sleeping through the night children and they're able to to take care of themselves. So number one, you know, Brenda Bouchard taught me this and it's, it's the rule of three. And so number one is how did you eat? How did you sleep? And who are you hanging around with? That will dictate everything for you. So if your nutrition is something that is causing fogginess and bloat and indigestion and heartburn, <laughs> you are not going to be spry to jump out of bed at five or six in the morning to go sweat and lead yourself first. So what you eat is really important. Okay. Number one, um, you know, and, and, you know, Erica is huge on this in nutrition. Well, i mean, you know, I'm big in nutrition. Like if you need help, you got to reach out for it. Right. At the end of the day, like I get the end of the day, it's ignorant to say, I don't know where to start. Start by figuring that out, right? How are you feeling and how are you taking care of yourself? So self self-love is learning how to not sabotage. And, you know, I love the quote from Navy SEALs. It says, you do not rise to the occasion. You fall to the level of your training. And listen, I have been through multiple therapists. I've got a beautiful team that support has supported my health but I did just get told probably like in the last year, my therapist is like, Kim, you're not in trauma anymore, but your behavior hasn't caught up. I'm going to say that again for everyone listening. You're not in trauma anymore, but your behaviors haven't caught up because your behaviors are trapped in your old identity and your behaviors are trapped in your old story. So until you are ready to adopt the new story the devotion to the discipline versus seduced by the distraction, you will maintain your level of complacency unless you shake some shit up. Mm-hmm. So, my biggest advice is what's your current baseline? Where are you at right now? How many hours of sleep are you getting? Are you nourishing your body or are you neglecting it? Are you drinking water? We're pretty much like plants. <laughs> do you get outside? Right. There's the beautiful part. There's zero judgment. Let's do an audit. Let's audit where you're at. You can't build from anything unless you know from where you're starting. So that's my first advice to everyone I serve. We do a deep dive audit. (laughs) We're like, we're going to figure out what's going on in all aspects. Right. So that's what I'd recommend. I think that self-love is a journey, just like we've kind of talked about this whole time. Finding you is a journey, but you have to have a baseline of where to start. So, you know, that is my best recommendation for those that are trying to figure out, I don't even know where to start. I don't even have time. My kids are getting me up. So I'm starting in reaction, you know, but that starts when you go to bed. So if you're revenge bed timing, because it's finally time to yourself instead of putting yourself to bed, that's not an act of self-love. That's an act of self-hurt. And we just have to really identify those different um, ways in which you self-soothe yourself um, and to really identify what is self-soothing, what is self-sabotage and what is self-love. And if you can start to kind of extrapolate that, um, you'll really change your life, but it takes time and it takes being, taking radical ownership of the story you're telling yourself, because I'll tell you this and I hope I, sorry, I've already sworn, but I, like I say, you either are, are committed to your, I have your bull crap stories, or you're committed to your growth, but you can't be committed to both. Mm-hmm. So you're yep. either staying in your story or you're staying in your growth, but you cannot be committed to both. You have to choose and what you're yep. not, what you're not changing, you're choosing. And that, yep. sounds, that sounds hard, but it's true. So that's what I'd recommend doing an audit. Where are you at right now? How are things going? And what do you, wh- where do we need to start?
0: Yep. And I always, I always ask people, Hey, do you want to be a victim? Do you want to be a mere survivor? Or do you want to thrive? And you pick, you regulate which one you want to pick. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. we're between ones, but you decide and at yeah. the end of the day, like, where do you want to stay stuck? Cause mm. you know what, like life's going to go in front of you and you decide what, what, what's going to feel most comfortable for you. Yeah. All okay, right, last, last question. This is an easy one. It's a one word answer. One word that you would use to describe you. If someone said, Hey, listen, give me one word, what's the first word that comes to mind? I know I
1: promised ch- this one on you. I'm going to say electric.
0: Ooh, I love it. I love it. So I was asked real quick. I was asked this question when I was first interviewed. Like, I was all of you know, like, you know, 21 and a half years old for my first full time job. And someone, and they pulled out this piece of paper and had hundreds, like all these words on it. Cause he had been doing it for like two decades. Everyone that he interviewed, he asked them which one. And I came out and said effervescent. And I was like, I don't know where this comes from. But now I love asking that question because it's so interesting to see what people like say. But I totally agree with that. Totally defines who you are, Cam. And I'm just so grateful that you were part of Grick Race and Glitz today. Anything last you want to leave with us today before we sign off here?
1: No, I just wanted to say thank you. And, you know, I just, I think the last thing I would say is, is go for it. You know, listen to the whispers, listen to the nudges, you know, nothing happens by an accident in your life. The signs are right in front of you. So maybe you need to stop and ask, what am I missing? What am I asking for? And what are you open to?
0: Mm -hmm. That's what I would say. Bam, I don't need need to say no more. Signing off here from Grit, Grace and Glitz. Go out there, be gritty, give everyone the grace that they deserve and need in their life. And by all means, celebrate the glitz and be electric, just like Kim. Thanks so much. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace and Glitz.